Uh, we do have our caller on the line. He's joining us now on Iron Sports. It's Vahe Gregorian. Thank you so much for joining us, Mr. Gregorian. Hey, good to be with you guys. I'm having a little trouble hearing you, though. Vahe, I think you Go might ahead. hear me a little bit better, but I appreciate this. this is Iron Sports. So, uh, just yeah, hey, Ira. How's it going? I, you know, I read your column today, and it was just, I read it once, and I read it twice. I think I read it four times. And, uh, it was more like in the in the Kansas City Star. Vahe, first of all, thanks a lot for coming. You're you're you know one of the voted one of the top ten sports columnists in the United States. You won a Pulitzer Prize, but you almost said the window. The essence of the column was that the window is not closed; it's wide open. But let's get nervous. You know, it's sort of like it it might. You know, don't just think it's going to stay wide open forever for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and I think that obviously that point hits home uh, down your way. Um, but it, it is interesting. I mean, I think you, you get to this place where you feel like, well, okay, it, this guy's the magic unicorn, and this is going to be like this forever. He's still young. But, you know, some things around him um, need to get better. So does Patrick. And, uh, you know, the window is still wide open, but it got, it got a little tighter. And I think that's, that's the question now. I mean, they've been the if – we, if we can extrapolate – uh, in the NFL, call it a Final Four. They've been to the Final Four four straight years, and here they are with uh, one Super Bowl win to show for it. So, uh, on one hand, they're at this plateau un- unprecedented in franchise history, really. On the other hand, they're they're not, I guess, optimizing, maximizing what uh, you might hope they could get out of this time. And, and the essence of your column was you're like from '69 to Mahomes, they had. They hadn't, you know, won a playoff. They went 21 years without winning a playoff game. And you're like, the word, same old Chiefs, same old Chiefs. And you're like, well, Mahomes is a quarterback, so we can't be the same old Chiefs. But then you see things that's happened in the last, it's sort of like you get nervous because you see these losses when they've been the favorite, you know, you're a seven and a half point favorite and you're up 21-3 at the end of the, you know, it's just, it's like, that's what's scary is like, and if you're, if not now, when we want to mention about Dan Marino, I mean, who thought would Dan Marino after a second year wins the Super Bowl, you're like, he'll never make the Super Bowl again. I mean, Dan Marino, you're like, you're saying, well, he must've got injured. No, no, he had a great career. He passed for more yards and touchdowns than any other quarterback, but he never made the Super Bowl again. And well, who was his coach? Well, Don Shula, like Jimmy Johnson, like it was, you know, it's crazy to think that it's not guaranteed that you have Patrick Mahomes that you're going to be in the final four or in the Super Bowl every single year. Yeah, that's right. And and look, here's an interesting thing too, and I think this is the the, the difficult part for Chiefs fans. You know, I think the the magic of the Mahomes era has has been just full of full of a lot of comebacks and a lot of drama. It it hasn't had this. It hasn't had a, a 21 to three lead uh, just evaporate and. That was a big part of Chiefs postseason history, and even under Andy Reid, they blew an 18-point lead against the Titans. Uh, you know, pre-Mahomes when Alex Smith was here. Of course, they blew that 38 to 10 lead against the Colts. And I think, I think we all thought that was over—that a commanding lead with uh, with Patrick Mahomes means, you know, go ahead and start um, firing up the bus for uh, for for Los Angeles in this case, and and it just. That's the shock factor, I think, especially after the 13-second uh, drama the week before where you felt like, well, it doesn't matter what happens, they're going to they're gonna find a way. And you mentioned a great point about the great 
players. I mean, we're down here in South Florida, certainly Tiger Woods. I mean, Tiger Woods has a lead in a major. It's over. You know, he's going he's gonna to play smart and win that tournament. And you didn't see, you know, Brady, how many leads of 21 to 3 has he blown? In his, and you're just, you were just in total shock that it's like, again, I would listen to this talk radio in Kansas City after the game, and people are complaining about the defense. And I'm like, the defense? Like, you held them to, to field goals. I mean, it was like field, two, four field goals and two touchdowns. I mean, it's like, don't play in the defense. I mean, it's like you scored three points in the second half and at 84 yards from a, from the, a quarterback that you're paying a half a billion dollars to. I, I think that's where the, you know, the shock of the whole of the loss comes from. Yeah, that, no, that's exactly right. And you're, you're spot on about the, the defense. I mean, look, the defense could have done a thing or two more. On the other hand, when uh, the Chiefs came out flat in the second half, um, you know, the first drive, the Chiefs punt, uh, defense holds and forces a punt. Second drive, you know, defense gives up a little bit of yardage but holds them to a field goal. The play that broke the back, I think, it really was the uh, interception by the defensive lineman. I guess it was a middle screen and Patrick really telegraphed it, or they really scouted it, whatever you want to say. But that 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 was when um, I stopped writing my uh, early running copy about Chiefs winning and decided I better get invested in the possibility of them losing. <laughs> oh my! I mean, and he's and and Mahomes is you know not throwing a lot of interceptions here, but it seems like those are the type of plays he throws where he's like trying to force it, trying to throw it in that perfect pass. And 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 it, and it was like you know a little too cute for school, and it, and it just worked out. And, and these defensive linemen now are like you know when he throws the ball, you know these defensive linemen are athletic. I mean they know how to you know. And he's not. I mean I know they list Patrick at six three, but he looks a little smaller than six three. But it's like he's you know sometimes you can't throw it over these tall six seven six eight defensive linemen. Well, that's right. And what what's really too bad is that kind of the narrative of Patrick's season, kind of the arc of his season, had been that uh, after getting a little scrambled in the first seven games with a few things. The defense was really bad. He was, he was pushing too hard. He wasn't being patient. He had really gotten into a rhythm um, most of the last part of the season with, you know what, we're going to be patient. Now, I don't know why the Chiefs got away from the running game. I think that they made some, uh, some curious calls, especially, you know, we're going to point to all these different reasons they lost, but really it came down to first and goal at the five with a minute 30 left. They run one play. Uh, McKinnon runs one yard to the forward, second and goal. They've got a minute 26 left now, and Tampa's out of – I'm sorry, Tampa. Cincinnati's out of timeouts. So score. Go ahead and score. Uh, get a touchdown. And they got a little, as you said, a little too cute for school. Um, a sack. You can't have a sack there, and then you can't have a second sack there. And that, that was it. I mean, I, we were talking in the press box at that point, like, doesn't Cincinnati have to let them score a touchdown? Just, and, and the Chiefs couldn't couldn't even get in. Well, we're talking to Vahe Gregorian, uh, the sports writer, columnist for Kansas City Star. When I'm on the, I was on the fifth yard line, twenty five rows up, and I'm I'm looking at that. And when they handed the ball off on the on the second down play, I thought they handed to McKinnon, and McKinnon just walked right into the touchdown. And I'm thinking, oh, they scored, and, and I thought like you, did Cincinnati just let him score because they want time? You know, they want a time to go back for the touchdown. I was shocked by that, and it's just that was just amazing. And then. At the end of the first half, the twenty, you know, twenty-one ten, and 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 two, and you know, I know Mahomes. I heard the interviews where Reed said, "Well, we got gave him the wrong play." Mahomes said, "I was greedy," and I thought, "Well, with five seconds, why not just run one quick play and then just kick the field goal?" And then the the backwards pass to Hill was made no sense whatsoever. No, it was it was, and I I think really, 
you know, Andy, Andy's always going to, you know, protect Patrick. And I mean, I think the idea of that play was, you know, you see something in the end zone, throw it, otherwise throw it away, give us a second or two to kick a field goal. I think that was the idea of the play. And for whatever reason, Patrick seemed to think Tyreek could get by two guys over there, but he didn't have the right angle. And, you know, the clock ran out. I never saw this replay, but I've heard people talking about that Patrick uh, was trying to call a timeout after that that he didn't have. I, I never saw that myself, but enough people have said it that I'm, I'm sure it must be true, um, which suggests to me that, you know, he, he might not have, not have really understood the situation they were in. Now, the clock ran out anyway. It wasn't, the timeout wasn't going to cut it, but it speaks to maybe that he just didn't, didn't have the right feel for the moment. Right, and you're, you're, you're playing at home. You're playing at Arrowhead, and, and, and I've been to 25 NFL stadiums. I've, I'm, now, certainly the do- indoor domes, the Superdome, even SoFi are loud because they're a dome. They actually create, but from an outdoor stadium, Arrowhead is the loudest I've ever heard. I mean, it's the loudest stadium and it's such an advantage for the Chiefs. And it seems like, you know, you've got to be used to it. I mean, he plays in this at home eight times a year, nine times a year sometimes. So that would be, uh, I, I guess, do you think, where will the Chiefs go? I mean, this is the big question and no one knows, but where do they go from this? Like, is this, is this something that's going to propel them in terms of getting more focus? Are we going to look back after they win two more titles? I mean, again, the Patriots, after they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl and had those crazy losses, you're like, wow, and then they ended up winning more Super Bowls afterwards. Or is this something that might, you know, this, this could be like when we started looking at the turning point, like this could have been the high watermark for the Chiefs. Well, you're right, and that's that's the great mystery. I mean, it looks to me like they've still got a good nucleus. Uh, it looks to me like, you know, especially when you've got the, the triumvirate of uh, Patrick Travis and, and Tyreek Hill um, and, and really a really good interior line now. Um, you know, they, they probably need a little development on the tackles, uh, so they have to answer some questions about what they're going to do there. Um, I, it strikes me as more a matter of tweaks than anything else. I mean, after last season, they had to rebuild the whole offensive line. They started the season with five new guys on the line. Um, Andrew Wiley was playing by season's end, but but that was a radical overhaul they had to do. I don't think they have to do that. I think they need to take a scalpel to it. I think you could make a case they they may benefit from some streamlining in, in the coaching staff and maybe a little bit of change. I, I, I think, um, you know, you can question the play calling in the second half a little bit and, and – you know, how much did they help Patrick there? So there, there's some things to look at. Um, but I, I do think, you know, the basic core of this is still pretty good. Um, but I think maybe, you, you, you know, people in Miami could say that uh, four, three, four years into the Marino era, and, and um, it, it didn't lead to what you might have hoped. So the other thing that's a little tricky now is that, you know, Joe Burrow is going to be around a while. And Josh Allen's going to be around a while, and Justin Herbert's going to be around a while. This is a pretty loaded AFC. I didn't even mention Lamar Jackson. I mean, there, there's, there's, you know, we look at Patrick, as I said before, as the magic unicorn here, but there's other ones of them out there, it turns out. And so it's, we, we've tended to think of him as rev, transformative and revolutionary, but, you know, there's formidable uh, challenges out there, and, and uh, it's exciting in the sense of parody, but it's, it's, certainly no lock for the Chiefs to stay at the top. And there's also that risk that you're paying, you know, the homes, uh, the $30, $40 million a year, whereas Burrow is making, you know, Burrow and Herbert are still on the rookie deal, so they have extra that money money to spend. I mean, that's an advantage the Chiefs had for years. They were able to have Mahomes under that rookie contract, and that's going to hurt. You know, it's certainly, you know, as going forward, these teams that, you know, pay their quarterbacks a ton of money doesn't leave as much money to, for round for the other players. 
No, that's true, and and they have to you know be smart with that. They, they might have to make some painful decisions. Um, you know, guys they might sort of prefer to have, but make a lot of money. Maybe there'll be. I'm just making this up, but maybe there's another little bit of restructuring. You know, I think Patrick worked the contract. I don't have the numbers with me, but in such a way that they could, uh, you know, backload some of the money and things like that. Um, but but you, you you're right. I mean. It, it they've they've got to get better. Um, I think probably the thing they have to improve the most is is their capacity to rush. Um, I, I don't think that that was what it needed to be. I mean, my gosh, Joe Burrow was sacked nine times the week before, and the Chiefs got to him once. Amazing. So it, Amazing. There, there's some things that uh, they've got to shore up. But I do still feel like they've they've got uh, potential for a lot ahead. That's good. That's good. No, and and one last uh, one last question is I noticed I got there super early before the game. They were so relaxed. Like they before do they normally before the game just go in their sweats and just play games? Like I've never seen a team and I'm the only other time I saw the Ravens come before the Ravens when they lost to the Titans. I made that comment earlier on the show. They seem just so I'm like they're either too relaxed or whatever because they were like playing games. Mahomes is running pass patterns, Hills throwing the ball, Kelsey throwing the ball. Like they just like a bunch of kids out in the backyard playing football and I'm like were they too relaxed? I mean, is that just, is it, you know, you didn't see the Bengals doing that. Well, you know, what's interesting, you, you could say that, and, and yet um, it, it seemed they were in a, you know, what you might call a flow state or something that first half. I mean, that, that, so that suggests to me that they had the right mindset going into the game. As for what happened afterwards, you know, could you make a case that they sagged or that they let down? They thought they had the game. I, I you know, I don't know that you, you think that, uh, competitors that they are and the coaching staff has been through these things that nobody would allow that. I, I, I don't really even know that I can suggest it, but it, it, you know, there, there's something, something really went awry and, and part of it's the execution, but part of it, you have to wonder about the mindset in the second half. Well, Vahe, I really appreciate you coming on Iron Sports and, and let my listeners know uh, you're a, I mean, you're writing, you've won, I said, the Pulitzer Prize. You've, you've been one of the top 10 sports columnists in the country. What's the best way to follow you on uh, social media if people want to read about the Chiefs and, and, and hear your interesting stories? Yeah, thanks for that. It's, uh, it's on Twitter. It's at V Gregorian, V like Victor Gregorian. And, uh, of course, we're KansasCity.com. Um, and I feel the need to say I got nominated for a Pulitzer Prize, but I didn't get one. I'll, I'll give uh, but, it to you. How about uh, I give I'll give you an Ira Prize? Yeah, I like, but, but, but I got what? Yeah, I got one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that column, and I I would encourage people. The column you wrote, I've said. It was like, it's on page one of the sports and it was like one of those things you read and then I read it again. I'm in the airport at six and I'm at 5.30 in the morning. So I haven't slept like hours, whatever. And I just kept reading and I'm like, this is a perfect story. This is the way to capture. You just captured the entire uh, season and the game and, and the feeling of the Chiefs fans. So I appreciate you writing that and also coming on Iron Sports. Thank you so much. Well, my pleasure. And I'm delighted that uh, it reverberated with you like that and uh, be glad to come on anytime, Ira. I really appreciate that you sought me out. Thanks.